You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you Life trips you up and you kind of have to just kind of get through it your own way. And that's kind of like what I've done. And I needed to reassess things that I kind of find things that I loved about fitness again and just do some reassessing. And I'll just tell you, I've done a lot of personal growth and I'm sure everyone's doing that in quarantine right now. But I've decided to kind of pull back on real estate and get back into the fitness scene. And so I've been working on some ideas I don't want to go into great detail about, but I've been looking at investing in some fitness ideas that I've had and bringing those to flourishing. And that will involve being on camera. I mean, you see me more active on social media and posting videos and trying to get up the par as an old man on how to put up a YouTube <laughs> video. And <laughs> so I'm making my way there. And yeah, I got some exciting things happening. So that's where I'm at right now. So it's been a long time coming, but everyone needs to do things in their own time. It's more than just your output. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 163. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. We haven't really hardly talked today. I know. So. How's it going, stranger? Good, and you? Pretty good. Crystal. Glad tomorrow is Friday. Crystal, right? With a C, with a K? It's still a C. Okay. Yeah. Just check in. Thanks for checking. I, yeah. Still well, have do. an apostrophe in your last name? Yeah, do you? Uh, I'll double check. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, now that we got all the romantic stuff out of the way, <laughs> what do you have in store for people? Oh, oh my gosh. What a week it's been. Um, there's all kinds of stuff happening, guys. Like just tons. There's Roku, accessibility, instructors back in the studio, Peloton looking at tempo. It's just stuff after stuff after stuff. It is a busy week. Yeah. Well, then I guess we should just... Uh, Get right to it, right? I think we should. Well, not right to it. Well, no, because you have to do the shameless plug. Right. First, we have to shame pl- shamelessly plug, <laughs> plug shamelessly something. 
<laughs> so uh, don't forget, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you uh, never miss an episode. And you can also, if you would be so kind, leave us a review. We have a new review. Woo-hoo! It is from number 128. That's what it says. Okay. So I'm I'm curious now. They say a must if you love Peloton or wonder why everyone else does. I found this podcast totally by accident when searching my podcast app for anything I could find about Jen or Christine. Can you guess who my favorites are? <laughs> what a lucky accident. I was instantly drawn in by the chemistry between Crystal and Tom and Crystal's adorable laugh, which you just gave to them. Aww. And have been coming back faithfully ever since. What an incredible balance of real, informed, trustworthy news, humor, and genuine love and respect for Peloton and the community that makes it what it is. I never leave not amazed by the individuals you interview. What an amazing thing we're all part of because of amazing people. Thank you. For doing this and doing it so well so thank you very much well thank you so we would love to read your review if it's nice so <laughs> go on over there and do that and of course you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group it's just a great way to stay up to date on things throughout the week and you can sign up for our newsletter at the and have all the links and pictures and videos and stuff delivered Directly to your inbox in a concise format so you don't got to go hunting for it. Ta-da. That was a lot, Tom. Thank you. So there's all of that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Breaking news. The Peloton Roku app, long rumored, has finally arrived. Finally. It arrived in the U.S. today, which is Wednesday, July 1st. It will be arriving in Canada on July 2nd in the U.K., I, maybe it was in the Canada today. No, Sorry. it was Canada and UK on the second. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, well, you know, so the good news is Roku is working. Bad news is I couldn't get it to load on the TV. <laughs> I'm cursed. You are cursed. I haven't tried do it on you, this one. Do you I even, didn't try it on this one. Do you even own a Peloton? Be honest. I do. <laughs> I own a lot of Peloton crap. <laughs> don't don't make me show you my payment history to Peloton. Yeah, that probably for the best. Yeah, you might just fall over. <laughs> so, but this is great for people that uh, that want to be able to access a lot of the 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 non bike stuff. You know, it does it does a lot of things um, because even if you have a bike, let's say you're traveling. And you have the ability to be on a spin bike. You know, you can still take the classes then. So yeah. it does a lot. And it also is great for people who uh, might use the app all the time. Maybe they don't use a, a bike like a Peloton bike. They're using like a Sunny or something right. like that. They can now cast to the TV, too. I mean, they're not casting to the TV. They're using the actual app on Roku. But that's going to be a much nicer experience than using a tiny little iPad, you know, to, to get the same information. Yeah. So. I think it's really cool. Absolutely. Did you see one of our early guests, John Mills, played a small role? I did. I did. Okay. So, so did you see how this kind of all comes together, though? Because, like, he's the one that is introduced these two, which is where you're going with it. Right. But then that, in turn, made the stock price go up also today. So, John Mills is indirectly... He moved the stock market. He moved the stock market. <laughs> 
He's a Peloton God. Yeah. <laughs> and since we own a little bit, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> he owns a little bit, so he's happy too. I'm sure. Yeah. He probably owns more than a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh that's finally here and it's nice to see them working on some non Apple stuff. It is, yeah. it is, yeah. Somebody said, Well, maybe Android's next. I'm not going to hold my breath. No, I I did get the uh, the Peloton app on my BlackBerry today, though. <laughs> so that sounds right. They finally got that out of beta. Woo. Speaking of uh, advancements in their technology, yeah, this is another one. Yeah, this is a big one. Uh, Peloton has finally updated some of their accessibility factors. Yeah, so you might remember that I know you remember Tom, what? but I mean our listeners might remember that we interviewed Kristen Flushner. I don't even remember what episode it was. It's been a while. It's been a bit. Um, and uh, she is blind and she's also an amazing athlete and does all this really cool stuff. But she she was training on the Peloton and, you know, she explained and really made me so much more aware of what kind of difficulties somebody who is blind faces when they're using the bike. Because like if you have like an Apple phone, for example... It has what's called a screen reader on it, and it can tell you button by button what you're pressing or what you're doing and kind of goes through and it's like, this is your home button. This is, you know, it it very clearly lays everything out. But the Peloton tablet didn't have that. And so uh, now they do. So now she's going to have and everybody who who has previously had accessibility issues, they're going to have a completely different experience on the bike. So this is huge for people who have been waiting for this That so is awesome I'm so excited that this finally happened Yeah, and she was episode 101 101 yeah. So yeah, we're on 163 today Something So like that. that's been over a year ago So, you know, and, and I have to say I know that, that Peloton did not like give any one person any kind of kudos But I know that she had a lot to do with this Because she was talking to Peloton about making this happen And that was her job was to go around to companies, not Peloton, like she wasn't working for right, Peloton, right, right. But, but she went to different companies and explained to them the importance and to help facilitate things. Yeah. Like that. So, yeah. So that's very cool. So, absolutely. Kudos to, to Kristen. And then all the instructors are headed back into the studio. They are. Uh, I have noticed this week. I mean, there hasn't been an official announcement, right. you know, but it kind of has because all of the instructors at home are wrapping up. They've all been doing their last rides. It's uh, to me, it's interesting because this weekend is the all for one ride. OK, well, and there's a whole bunch of classes. There's five different classes. There has been a lot of questions around how they're going to do it this year because we have all of our social distancing taking place. They're on demand classes. So I don't know when they were filmed. None of us know when they were filmed, but they could have done it with just like two people in the room, kept them six feet apart, etc. They should have done it like some of those viral videos that were going around, like with the the stunt coordinators where they punch the camera (laughs) and the next person would take the dive and then get up and kick. And maybe they did for all for all we know. We don't know yet because they they don't start filming until tomorrow so by the time people hear this it will have already happened and gotcha. we will know but right now we don't know and so uh the point being though lots of people thought hey since they're not saying it maybe this is the demarcation this is the line in the sand that they're drawing and they're going to go back to being 
in the studio in the same way. So it's interesting to me that that was kind of a theory some people had. And now it appears that after this weekend, they're all going back to the studio. So I, I can't help but wonder if they were related. We just weren't seeing it. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, for people who don't check their email or maybe some a lot of people don't get Peloton emails. I just want to make sure people realize after the all for one rides, there's a few days of a pause and reflect. So there are no new live rides. For the 4th, July 4th through the July 6th. Ah. They're taking some time off. Well-deserved. And and I think it's kind of in response to everything going on in the world. And across the board, just a little bit of time to take a minute. Gotcha. Okay. And so, but, uh, so even if they head back in the studios, they're still not open for classes. Correct. They'll just be recording classes from the studio. That is correct. Just to be clear. Yeah. And so... On that note, Tom, I people I hope realize that that does not mean we're back to business as normal and that the schedule will resume being a full schedule. I I don't know that we're quite there yet. Yeah, I that makes sense. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So uh, joining us today via the magic of a Skype phone, Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant, sports psychology for you, child therapist for me. Um, <laughs> you may know her from VH1's Couple Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen, her long running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, which is only four more than I've written, including <laughs> The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. Ladies and gentlemen, and all points in between, Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. Great to see Thank you. Guys. Oh, it's good to see you, too. So, uh, gearing up for the uh, big ride? I am gearing up for my 200th ride. Nice. Robin's live dolly ride. I have work schedule around this ride. That's what a big Peloton geek I am. (laughs) Here's our cross that I get a shout out. Woo! So if this segment sounds a little rushed, yeah, we'll know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but I got my cowboy hat out for the ride. I'm I gonna. See. Oh, that's so- <laughs> I'm I'm very excited that I'm gonna get to ride with you, Crystal. I'm excited too. I, I, I never. I don't know that we've it. ridden yeah. together. I, I know, and, and I never ride at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like normally, I'm with clients right now, but I arranged everything. <laughs> As, as probably your listeners can understand that I was like, it's my 200th ride. This is a big deal. And I'm going to celebrate it. And, you know, it's like I got to practice what I preach. I talk about self-care. I talk about celebrating important events. So, you know what? I got, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. I've been so jazzed all day. Well, now I feel bad because I have to bring the mood down. Because oh. of the topic of the week is that sucks, Tom. It does. It's what I do. I'm a buzzkill. I'm a buzzkill. So the topic of the week is we're going to talk about COVID and um, and just how people are dealing with that. Uh, like lots of people had things, plans, whether it's marathons or whatnot, that now have gone away, and and how they're dealing with COVID in relation to their workouts and exercise regimens. And I I have seen a lot of people talk about kind of the combination of, on one hand, people have adapted really well. And I think that Peloton users 
are at such an advantage. And, you know, it's been interesting because I'm such a Peloton fanatic and I always share with my clients and my friends all the things that work for me. I say that probably about half of my clients now have Pelotons. And <laughs> half? Wow. Yeah. And I would say. Are you giving, the, are you giving them your referral code? Yeah. <laughs> you know, get a referral code. But. I have really noticed a difference for those that have that outlet. You know, I have a few people who don't have Pelotons who have started to go to the gym, but there's a risk factor obviously involved with that. And also the ones that are going back to the gym are even saying like, it was really eerie and weird to be in a gym where there are only like two other people and everything's getting wiped down all the time and everyone's kind of keeping a distance and it just feels weird. So I think that Peloton users tend to, when it comes to exercise, be coping with this pandemic better than most. But I also think that a lot of Peloton users who have become hardcore athletes and, you know, whether it is a 5K or a marathon or triathlon that people are training for, that there's a sense of loss about these events. Like I know for me personally, that once I start, once I got my Peloton tread, I, I started to get into running and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a 5k this year. You know, I had done a marathon in 99 and it was a struggle for me. I trained for it. You know, I went with a, a, a training group and I was kind of like, I'm not a runner, but like, this is a, a bucket list thing. And I did it at five hours and 20 minutes. And I'm very proud of that. I finished. <laughs> you should be. Absolutely should be. And so this year, like I said, I'm going to do a 5K. I did a 5K probably about maybe a month before everything shut down. And after I did my 5K, I said, I'm going to do one a month. Like, that would be really cool. I can't do that now, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Not only do they not exist, but I wouldn't feel safe doing it. And I know that there are a lot of Peloton users who were starting to make those goals. Maybe they were doing the marathon training program with Bex. Or they were, you know, doing, I think, I think it's Matt has the 5K program. And well, you know, you read on uh, Instagram and in articles about people who like, I did a marathon in my backyard running in circles or like I did a marathon on my track. <laughs> as cool as that is, it's a different experience. So there is a sense of loss when you've been planning to do an event like that. And you have to really let yourself grieve that loss. And I think that it's a hard time to grieve any losses when people are losing loved ones, when people are seeing all this racial injustice and people being killed. So it's very hard in a certain way to allow yourself the room to grieve something that isn't as catastrophic as something like those things, but still affects you. And I think that a lot of people I'm talking to right now are minimizing their own pain and frustration because of these giant, painful, global and national world events that are going on. And I, and I think it's very important to give yourself the room to grieve losses and to allow yourself to feel the frustrations even under these circumstances. Yeah, I I know that has to be difficult in terms of, like you said, there are so many worse things going on that it almost feels petulant sometimes to to be upset about the smaller things. Yeah, but like you said when it's when it's a part of self-care, it's it's uh you know I was I was reading a really frustrated post by somebody today. It wasn't actually not part of the Peloton community, it was part of the Ironman community, but he was really frustrated because 
people were talking about will the Atlantic City one get canceled or not. And he was like, I, I don't care. I need to do this for me. Like, I need to train for me because that's how I stay sane. And so to that point, you know, if if people do feel like they have to minimize their own pain, what kind of coping mechanisms can they use? Well, I think that it's important, first of all, identify it, allow yourself the room to feel the feelings, talk about it with someone who understands, journal about it, talk to a therapist about it if you need to, talk to a fellow athlete about it that may be feeling some of the same things that you are. Because when we stifle our emotions, the things that we don't express leak out in other ways that are a whole lot less healthy. So it, it is important to give yourself the room to do that. And, you know, on the topic of COVID and athletes, I saw a very interesting post. It was on a running Instagram profile that I follow that, that was out of the UK where they shared a story about someone who, an, a runner, who a marathoner who got COVID and then recovered from it, but had lung damage and was talking about her frustrations starting to run again. And there was a whole string of runner who were saying like, Hey, I ran triathlons and now I'm struggling to do a 5k. Hey, I did marathons. I can barely make it around the block. This has been really hard and people kind of commiserating and sharing their experiences. And I think that, you know, right now where we are at the time of this recording is that a lot of people kind of were like, Hey, I'm tired of the virus. So I'm done with it and started going out. And now the numbers are rising and we are now seeing, unfortunately, more hospitalizations and, you know, that there will probably be some shutdowns coming our way. And that there are a lot of people who said, Oh, you know what? I'm in the right age group. If I get it, I'll recover. But what I think a lot of people didn't realize is particularly important to this community is that it's not, besides the fact that it's not just about you, it's about who you spread it to, but also that you can be in the right age group. You can be an athlete. You can be healthy, but this can hurt you for the long term. I have a, a friend in New York who got it and who has lung damage, who was healthy in her early 40s you know, never had any health risks and is still recovering from it. So I think it's important to kind of keep that in mind as we kind of assess this COVID situation and our athleticism and our goals and, you know, what we are going to participate in and what we're not going to participate in. So real quick before we wrap up, on the flip side of the people who are really upset that they're not going to get to do this. What about the people, and I'm kind of joking, but kind of not, what about the people who are maybe secretly relieved, but also feel a little guilty about that? Relieved that they are not going to have to do the race. Yes, yes, yes. Relieved that they dodged the bullet of having to do a marathon or a 5K or whatever the goal (laughs) that they set for themselves might be. I think it's a great question. And I think if you found that you were relieved, What you have to really do is evaluate your goal set that while I'm all for setting goals that push our limits at the same time, if you set a goal that you're now relieved to not do, it may mean that you didn't set incremental enough goals leading up to that big goal. You know, in order to do a marathon, I'd rather see someone like I, when I've studied goal setting, And there's a whole psychology behind goal setting. Everything that I've ever read says set small, manageable goals, 
that you want to have the experience over and over again of keeping your commitment to yourself because that changes your self-concept and you start to associate yourself with being someone who meets all of the goals that they set and keeps their commitment to themselves. So if you're someone who's relieved, it's time to change your goal to say like, okay, I was planning to run a marathon, but instead, you know what, I'm going to make a goal to run a 5k when this is over, I'm going to train for that. And that if you, if you start to go, you know what, that may be too easy. Okay. I'm going to move that to a 10k to make it incremental to not just shoot for a marathon or a triathlon or to go that far, but instead to do something that is more in keeping with where you are in terms of your fitness level. That's fabulous. That advice. is excellent advice. So, um, before we go, let people know where they can find you. People can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook at Dr. Jen Man. Two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And actually also on um, TikTok, believe it or not. <laughs> There's a period between the doctor and Jen Man. Two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And I actually, on my Insta stories, I always post my Peloton workouts because I started posting them and people started messaging me and saying like, Hey, what, like you didn't post today. Would you post that one? Like, I want to see what you're doing. So people have been really receptive to it. So I've just been trying to post every day what I've been doing. So do you uh, post your workouts on TikTok too? You know what? I haven't, but that's a great idea. I should do that. I, I would like to see that. Okay. <laughs> oh no, never. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to start doing that. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs. And you are certainly sacrificing taste texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. <laughs> I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. My pleasure. Other connected fitness. It came out this week that Peloton has been uh, sniffing around some of the competitors or at least one of them. At least one. Yeah. So Tempo is the competitor that they were looking at. So you know, I just want to give a quick breakdown. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but there's a difference between tonal and tempo and form life because and people get these confused. They sure. look a lot alike. They all hang on the wall. They all look similar. They also compare it to mirror. OK, so um, tempo just really briefly has live classes and has barbells. Tonal is the one that does not have live classes, but has magnetic weights built in form. Life is can or cannot have weights built in. You have to choose. And it's the most expensive out of those three. Gotcha. Mirror doesn't have any weights and no weight classes. So just to kind of give you a quick overview yeah. of the four different ones we're talking about. I thought it was interesting. The Peloton was looking at Tempo. I would think if they're looking at a weight-based company that it's all about strength, that they would be looking at Tonal. Yeah. I, would, I mean, Tonal feels like it's giving you something that Tempo isn't in terms of that you don't have to bring your own barbells to the equation. It's providing it through electromagnetics. And obviously we talk about tonal a lot here. Yeah. And we have a whole other podcast about tonal yeah. called the superset. Yeah. And, but, um, but I mean, I, I really think it's, it is cool the way you can adjust the weights and stuff. Like it does it automatically for you. You don't got to think about it. So like, I feel like technologically tonal is at a much different level than something like tempo. Yeah. And having said that, maybe that's why maybe Peloton's like, well, I, I don't want to have all that built in. Like maybe we, be. maybe want to have our own proprietary. Also, maybe they did look at Tonal and we just don't know about it. I mean, I... The only reason that this came out was because of the mirror thing, which we'll get to in a second. Right. And and it was kind of a side note that it happened. So I don't know. And, and I want to just point out that just because Peloton was looking at Tempo does not mean they are purchasing Tempo. Right. There's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, well, I'm going to go buy this or I'm going to wait. And I, I was going to buy a Tonal and now I'm not because I want to have it all under one roof. Well, hold your horses because we right. don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah. I would say that it's going to be a while before we know whether it is or it isn't. Yeah. Stuff like that could take years. I just on totally different feel. But I remember Disney was flirting with buying Jim Henson and the Muppets for, I mean, close to a decade before that finally finalized. So Whoa. that's yeah. a long time. Yeah. And then uh, that kind of was discovered under the other umbrellas of the story of Lululemon acquiring mirror yeah 500 million dollars just kind of out of nowhere yeah yeah and uh you know again kudos to to john mills he has a lot of good information he was posting about that he i don't remember the whole background so forgive me but it was something about lululemon there was some kind of slide deck that he found he came across and they talked about why they made the purchase that they made and it it was something to the effect of that like they can grow their ambassadors through this program right. because they're in front of the screen and that this the ambassadors can then grow the fitness wear. And so it's a very good, good cross promotion. It's very good synergy. 
But the other interesting thing that John posted was guess who is an ambassador of Lululemon? Our brand new yoga instructor at Peloton, Chelsea Jackson Roberts. Oh, that's an interesting conflict. Right. Is it? I mean, will she? does that mean that she can no longer, you know, uh, be an ambassador? Does that mean, does it not mean that because Peloton and Lululemon work together on clothing sales, so maybe they worked in... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It, There's it a lot to look at. It raises a lot of questions. Sure does. So watch this space. Quick follow-up. We talked last week about some problems people were having with the Beyond Yoga collection. Yes, with- Beyond Yoga. They The uh, letters that said Peloton were peeling off, and right. they were peeling off instantly, like while people were wearing them for the very first time, not like in the dryer. Sure. And uh, so... That happened so many times that Peloton actually was proactive. Somebody pointed this out and posted it in the clip out group. So thank you for doing that. It was a an email that went to all the people who bought it. And they were basically like, we know this isn't up to standards. We're sorry. And here's a, I think they said here's I didn't. The email was not the entire thing, but I they made it right somehow. Right. And so I thought that was pretty cool that Peloton did that and that they were so transparent with their purchasers. Absolutely. Peloton in the news. I'm not sure how to say this. UX design? UX design? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it has an interesting article about how Peloton uses psychology to perfect their customer experience. Did you did you get a chance to read this one? I did not one? get a chance to read it. It sounds fascinating. It, it actually is. Uh, I enjoyed it because it it's... First of all, it just glowingly talks about Peloton and and you get the impression that the person who wrote it loves Peloton as much as I do, which yeah. I, I always enjoy reading articles sure. like that because I'm like, <laughs> they get it. <laughs> um, but they go on to explain like some of the things that Peloton does are very different and they reward you psychologically to keep getting on the bike. And that's why it works like it's a, they call it a social fitness game that uses psychological principles to hook users. So in essence, they've gamified it, but they've gamified it in a way that feels mature. And what I mean by that is not all adults consider themselves gamers, right, you know? Yeah. And so I would have never called it gamified, but I understand what they mean that it's gamified. Yeah, like you can do things that, that trigger that part of your brain and that aren't necessarily like a true video game, a true video game type reward yeah, yeah like those badges those badges do a lot for me especially totally. when i love those flash challenges they've been doing it's like four classes you have to take in four weeks and it's like okay my brain can do that um and so uh little things like that the article also goes on to talk about like default biases and the halo effect and how peloton makes it a habit how exercise a habit for example they have a habit loop that everybody has a habit loop that you have a trigger a routine and a reward and then they talk about what those things are so exposure simplicity it this article is just fascinating if you haven't had a chance to read it so i'm sorry that you haven't gotten to read it tom because i think you'd really enjoy it especially yeah. from a marketing perspective but everybody that i saw read it really enjoyed it and the only thing they had to add to it was there's things that they did not cover in this article such as the social interactions you get on social media right which that's not really pellet i mean that's that's a bonus of peloton right and it's a huge part of it the community is huge but i don't know that we can really credit that to peloton in the same way because they didn't create it with that in mind right it's kind of a happy accident exactly
Well, and if you uh, want to find that article, you can find it on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the clipout or sign up for our newsletter at the clipout.com and it will be included in this week's batch of stuff. It sure will. There was also an article in Medium on Medium <laughs> at Medium. I don't know which one to use, uh, but uh, all about the Peloton community and black women. Yeah. And it was specifically um, about the group Black Girl Magic, which I just want to let everybody know we do have an interview coming up with one of the founders and admins, Courtney Snowden. I'm pretty excited about that because I've been trying to get that interview for quite a while. So uh, that's coming up in the future. But I can't get the article to load right now. I don't know if you're having better luck, Tom. Um, so <laughs> that's I'm I'm kind of babbling because I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it gives me a 404 error now. Yeah, and it did not the other day. Huh. Well, it highlights Black Girl Magic and it highlights the experience for uh, the Peloton community for black women. And uh, I think it's a pretty cool article. And I wish that I had it in front of me so that I could explain it to you guys because I was... Very happy that some of our members from that we know were actually kind of highlighted. That's pretty cool. There we go. Thanks, Tom. You're welcome. He saved the day. That's what I do. So uh, you guys may not know that Black Girl Magic has more than 7,000 members, which is pretty freaking awesome. And uh, it talks about Courtney Snowden, and that is who we interviewed. We She has an interview coming up. I don't remember what week it is, but it's coming up very soon. And... Um, this talks all about her, why she came up with it, how a Facebook, how she made it into a Facebook group and uh, talks, of course, about Peloton, kind of some background there and uh, the awesome community that exists. So if you guys want to check that out, it will also be part of our newsletter that will be coming out this weekend. And we'll even use the new link that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, not Peloton related, but gym related. We found uh, an article from studyfinds.org. A quarter of gym goers don't expect to ever return to the gym. And I know the feeling. <laughs> well, you you never went. Uh, oh, I think I went one time, right? Actually, you were pretty. You had a you thing there for a while. For a little yeah, bit, but yeah. By, that was like years ago, like, though. It's like a, a decade almost. Just about. But uh and so I was concerned about coronavirus way early, way, way early. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were so far ahead of yeah. the curve. You flattened the curve before the curve existed. There's not much I can flatten. <laughs> so I just find that fascinating that like that many people and, and that's already taken into account. Probably people that have already complete, completely bailed. I think it is because, again, the study took place with in the cities that have reopened. Right. And, and talks to them about, like, are you going to start going back? Like gym goers that already went to the gym, they've changed their habits since coronavirus. What's next? And yeah, it's uh, I feel like this is pretty interesting. And, and I think I saw another gym close this week. It wasn't local and it wasn't a chain that I was familiar with, but another chain closed this week. So I think we're just going to continue to see. Uh, this entire industry shrinking and and I also think that like when you see Lululemon buy mirror I think we're going to start seeing a bunch of that too yeah I concur I it's they got to see the writing on the wall and this is a great way for them to get their product in front of people absolutely when they're not thinking it's just not going to feel like a commercial even though it is absolutely we have a new contest <laughs> I am so pumped to tell you guys about this. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so we have a chance for you to win another piece of equipment. This time, 
The fight camp system. How about that? You could win a whole fight camp setup. So you'd get the bag and the gloves and the trackers and a year's membership. Uh, an entire year. Yeah. And all you got to do is go to theclipout.com slash fight camp. And do a little contest It's going to be similar to the last contest we did There'll be a question that you have to answer And you might have to go to their YouTube channel Or their webpage or whatnot And do a little digging And then you plug in that answer And we'll have some extra ways for you to get extra entries And you could be walking away With a brand spanking new Fight Camp setup all of your own Pretty exciting So you've been doing it for a while And you I love have. it I have I absolutely love it And it's so addicting to see the punch counts go up. People are absolutely going to love this. I'm so excited that we get the opportunity to be able to directly share it with another person. And uh, and of course, hear their, how they like it. It'll be awesome. Yeah. So uh, once again, if you want to enter the contest, please do go to theclipout.com slash fight camp. And if you want more information about fight camp, you can swing on by their webpage, which is joinfightcamp.com. And just to let you guys know, that contest starts this Friday, July 3rd, and it will be taking place for an entire month. You have four, four chances to win or to enter. The All for One ride schedule is out. It is, and I am not going to read it because it is super long. <laughs> um, and because it's all on demand and, re- gotcha. and encore, they like did a whole bunch of different configurations. But I do want to remind people that there are five different classes. So you've got your bike, you've got your tread, you've got yoga, and then don't forget the UK folks are also involved. So all of the instructors will be there. Make sure you check it out. For those of you who are new, you do not want to miss this. You want to make sure and take these classes. They are always the highlight. They are everybody's favorite class. They're fun. They are surprising and they are incredibly engaging. So make sure you don't miss those. You got your dolly right in. I did. I did. And I got to take it live. And I had a blast. I sung my heart out, especially (laughs) to Jolene. And uh, Robin had two versions of Jolene on it. And I loved both of them. And uh, the whole playlist was just perfect. It was just a great time. Speaking of uh, artist theme rides that will feature I Will Always Love You. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Whitney one. It, yes, yes. And uh, there's a Whitney ride. There's a Whitney run. I was able to take the Whitney run live this morning with Maddie Majacomo. Always a pleasure taking a class with Maddie. And uh, this, <laughs> no exception, the man is just wonderful at giving history on these artists. Like he talked about, uh, I. there was a lot of things about Whitney Houston I didn't know. I had, you probably know all this, Tom. You're so good at pop culture. But I had no idea that she had so many people related to her that were incredibly famous. Like, did you know Aretha Franklin was her godmother? Yeah, that's, that's coming back. I Yeah. And like her cousin is Deanne Warwick. Yeah, I knew that one for sure. And she her was... mom is like some amazing person who was like... The best gospel singer yeah. You know like just crazy crazy good She was on an episode of Silver Spoons Did he talk about that he did not talk about Silver how Spoons do you not, how do you talk about Whitney Houston and not talk about Silver Spoons Well there was a lot it was 30 <laughs> minutes you know He had to pack a lot in yeah yeah So I think when most people think Whitney Houston they think Silver Spoons <laughs> That's definitely the first thing that comes to my mind. I know, I do. <laughs> uh, what a what a great run! I really love these artist collaborations, and uh, it's it's always so special to uh, take the classes and get to be able to see a different side of each instructor. Yeah, so definitely enjoyed that. 
Hey, real quick, the summer mug with the Robin quotes back in stock. It is. That must be a big mug because she's got a lot of quotes. <laughs> it was just, there's just one quote on it. It must be like a, one of those 64 ounce tumblers. It was only one quote. And uh, <laughs> it was, you didn't wake up this morning to be mediocre. Oh, but I did. <laughs> well, that's why you don't get to ride with Robin because she only rides with royalty. And I also don't drink coffee. So there's that. There's um, So that yeah, makes sense that this has nothing to do with me. Canada Day is was was earlier this week. It's what well, it's as we're recording this, right? It's today. I it's don't know. T- I they posted it several days ago. I thought Canada Day is today, but there is a Canada collection. Yes. That came out. There is. Peloton had a special capsule collection for Canada featuring the different provinces and locations in Canada. And uh, my understanding is you can only get them in Canada. Like you can't buy them from the U.S. and have them shipped here because they don't like just like we don't ship the U.S. stuff to Canada. They also don't ship the Canada stuff to the U.S. So you're going to have to go on eBay Dot .ca Don't you worry, I've got sources. I have no doubt. <laughs> I can't wait to see you in leggings that featured John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a capsule collection for shirts. They were pullovers specifically. Checking in with the Peloton community. So, joining us today via the magic of Skype a phone is a former marine and he's worked at Flywheel and a little something called Peloton. <laughs> Former Peloton fun. instructor extraordinaire, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Little. Hey. Hey. What's up, guys? How are you doing today? Good. I feel like this has probably been the longest try to get an interview that I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. You know, you can only dodge it for so long, I guess. But uh, I'm glad to be here today. So thank oh. you. She, she wears you down. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I got no complaints. Wow. It's crazy to, to hear your voice again. I used to take so many classes with you at Peloton. And so it's great to hear your voice again. And how are you doing? How's everything going? Everything's going really good. I'm in Florida. I've been here for less than a year. There's been a large transition. So I wanted to, after being in New York for 20 years and leaving Peloton and going through divorce, I decided to kind of just start fresh and just kind of gather myself and just kind of do some internal growth. So I grew up in Tampa. So I, I came down here and I've been here for, like I said, for less than a year. I've enjoyed it. It's a little bit more quiet than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's an adjustment, but I don't know, it may be short lived and there might be some opportunity uh, in the future for moving and starting some new stuff. So we'll see. Okay. Awesome. So how did you originally end up at Peloton? So John Foley and his wife used to take classes at, took my classes and at Flywheel. And my mentor, not just Ruth Zuckerman, but Marion Roman actually trained me in the Hamptons and at a studio called Ride the Zone. And I stayed in contact with her. And Marion actually was the original manager and director of content. And she approached me originally as to come in town and do like a part-time kind of a couple runs just to see if I wanted to come in town and have like a weekend vacation and teach a few classes. And (laughs) one of the things when Peloton, when the concept of Peloton first came out, it was 
basically the idea of bringing a community together and immersing someone into a class from a remote location on camera was kind of was like, I don't know about this. And uh, so I wanted to learn more about it. And I flew into New York and I talked to John and Mary and they sat down with me and John Foley obviously, you know, he's, he can sell you on stuff and he did a very good job. And, you know, I really did believe in the concept after talking to him and Marion and I saw the growth and the opportunity. And when I believe in something and I, and I hear something that I'm, you know, I feel really good about, then I, I jump on it. So I confronted them about, I said, Hey, why don't I just move here full time? And I was actually in Vermont at the time and it just worked out and they offered me a full time gig and I came on board shortly after they kind of started and, you know, you can see where they are today. Absolutely. So when Foley tells that story about coming up with the idea <laughs> for Peloton while he was on a flywheel or in a flywheel class, it could have very well been your class. Oh, I, I've never had that conversation with him. So I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I I'm said sure could have been a lot of instructors and got inspiration <laughs> from many people. Um, we have some good instructors there. So but yes, maybe it did sprout from my class. Let's right. just say that. Sure, could. <laughs> and, you know, and it might not even be. And, you know, here's the thing: it might not even be a compliment. It could be like, it could be like, yeah. I wish this guy was a little further away from me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I'm just curious. So you take a full time job at Peloton, and it's easy to look back with 2020 hindsight and be like, well, of course, who would say no to that? But at that point in time. That was a leap of faith on your part, right? Yeah. And I think that John wanted to bring in people who had, you know, he had his vision. And I think he wanted people who saw that vision. And and I did. And along with a lot of other great instructors and a lot of tech people, and he's put together a, a great team. And, you know, you've seen what they've done and the back end, the customer service. I mean, everything is I just couldn't imagine how many people were implemented in a way that are so important for the success of that company. So. I was a very small part of that. There's a lot of people there. And I think that, you know, he brought all these people that basically saw his vision. So I was lucky. It was a great opportunity and I would do it all over again. I have no regrets. And yeah, it was a great experience. That's awesome to hear. So career wise, what have you been up to since you left Peloton? When I left Peloton, there was some personal growth as well as there were some things in my life that I need to work on with my marriage and you know, I was in a process of leaving that marriage. And I think that my life is, I like everyone else's, is kind of like, you kind of have to reassess. And I think that's what I like to say that I've been doing. I've been reassessing. And initially, I started doing the power body workout and doing content that way. And I think that that was a good start. And I think I just needed to reassess and see how I was going to come back into the fold of doing online content. I'll just be honest with you. It wasn't until recently. I mean, everyone knows that I've moved to Florida and I'm doing real estate and everyone's like, what the f***? (laughs) What are you doing in real estate? And divorce puts you through. It's not something I ever thought. I don't think anybody goes in there and thinks that it it will build is something that, that will happen. And the reality is, is life happens and life trips you up and you kind of have to just kind of get through it your own way. And that's kind of like what I've done. And I needed to reassess things that I kind of find things that I loved about fitness again and just do some reassessing. And so I recently, and I'll just tell you, I've done a lot of personal growth and I'm sure everyone's doing that in quarantine right now, <laughs> but I've decided to kind of 
pull back on real estate and get back into the fitness scene. And so I've been working on some ideas I don't want to go into great detail about, but I've been looking at investing in some fitness ideas that I've had and bringing those to fruition. And that will involve being on camera. I mean, you see me more active on social media and posting videos and trying to get up the par as an old man on how to put up a YouTube <laughs> video. And <laughs> so I'm making my way there. And yeah, I got some exciting things happening. So that's where I'm at right now. So it's been a long time coming, but everyone needs to do things in their own time. Well, I remember that you used to say in your classes at Peloton all the time that you had to pivot <laughs> when things didn't go the way you had planned. You had to pivot. Yeah. You know, I've been in the fitness industry for over 10 years. This is my Peloton was my second startup. I've seen where fitness has been. I've seen how it's changed. I've seen where it's going. And I think after a certain amount of time, I just needed a, a little bit of a break. And some people look at it like, oh, my God, you left Peloton. And I see what it's become. and I see where the, the instructors are. And I'm very happy for them. And I'm proud of them. And I'm proud of to have worked with them. And I'm really happy for them. And But I needed to kind of reassess my life. And as much as I love being there for everyone and being a, and helping people, I love to help people. I mean, it's like, you know, I look at the Marines like that. And I look at a lot of things I've done. And I enjoy helping people. And I think that I needed to work on myself and I needed to step back and I've learned a lot since then. And, you know, I kind of came out, I got off the social media for six months and kind of just got into my own space. Like you said, I pivoted. And so I appreciate everyone's like, oh, everyone's like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, are, I'm not standing on top of a building going to jump off. Everyone was so dramatic and like, and I guess people were just, I guess rightfully they were concerned because they care and that's, that feels really good. And, Yes, I'm okay. I mean, I grew up with so much, like anybody, we've all been through some and storms and we, we ride the wave and we get through it. And I just don't do it on social media. I just oh. don't do it in where everyone can see. And, you know, it's like, you know, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm an open book, but I kind of, you know, to kind of just do my own thing. And so that's pretty much it. I remember that it was a very dramatic exit. And I think that's why people were asking you so many questions, too. I mean, it was from a person who rides at home from our vantage point. We feel like we know you. We feel like we hang out with you every day when we're on the bike. And so from our vantage point, it was such just a sudden change that I think people also just wanted to make sure that you were OK for that reason. You know, they feel like they know you. They're part of your life. Yeah, it's funny. It's a lot of people reached out and I, I totally get it. I totally understand. And I was someone who was very, I did my best to walk in there every day. And I just did, I never got on the bike, knew what I was going to say. <laughs> I, the only thing that I knew is what I kind of formatted as far as like the RPM and the heart rate training, what zone we were training in and the RPM in my head and how that, how long we're going to hold it and what we're going to do with the heart rates and what we're going to do with resistance. And it just kind of flowed. And, and then everything I set up there, it was me. It was just things that would happen in my life. And I think that I got really used to doing that and really like talking about my life and people responded to it and, and they liked it and I enjoyed it. And I was just being me. And the one thing I think I want everyone to understand is that everyone's like on social media, you like have all these pictures and everything looks so great. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, I'm not up there, yeah. you know, stopping my life and say, okay, we're about to have a fight. Let me grab my right. camera. Let's, let's record <laughs> this. So people like, can see this part of our lives. And we see good, we post good stuff. And there's 
you know, I think I talked about the stuff that can be bad sometimes. And, you know, that's, there's other sides of it that we all go through and we don't always project that. So I know that I kind of people really concerned and, you know, I know it probably didn't go the smoothest for a transition. You know, it's a growing company, a lot of communication, and it's just one of those things that took some time. And I'm sorry. I'm really appreciative that everyone, um, I'm sorry they went through that, but I hope that they understand and, you know, they have, and I appreciate their support. Boy, I would, it's funny when you talk about people that are surprised that like your social media doesn't reflect that kind of, I'm like, <laughs> What the hell must their Facebook page look like? <laughs> I mean, what Peloton was to me was engaging and changing people's lives. And I love that. And I loved talking to people and I love interacting and I love the people when they come to the studio. And I love to put a face, uh, a face to the name and basically a face to their avatar. People <laughs> and you'd be like, my name is so-and-so. And I'm like, okay, like I know you. And they're like, you have a different screen name and everyone's picture is different. But I always enjoyed like kind of catching up with people and like, oh yeah, that's true. I remember in just talking to people and I missed that. That was great. And I don't know I where think- I was going with that, but <laughs> okay, that's all right. We do it too. Yeah. I think it's great when you said that, like, you know, you'd start the class, you'd crack the mic, you'd have no idea what you were going to say <laughs> just because it's like, I didn't think that I would ever have anything in common with a fitness instructor. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I get cut, I bleed like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I try to bring humor and I think that's who I am. I'm trying to be funny and I have a very dry sense of humor. And unfortunately it <laughs> probably doesn't come across on Facebook, but I like to poke at people sometime when they post stupid shit. I try to be sarcastic and stuff, but yeah, I like to have fun and I know how I can be as an instructor and how challenging you can make a class, but trying to make light and bond together in a, in a common circumstance. And when things are getting hard, it's nice to, I don't know, it's like stop all of a sudden and, and just say something funny or something like that, trying to distract people or call out their names or whatever the case. So, yeah. When I would take your class, I, it was five o'clock in the morning here and <laughs> you always did your morning class and you would have your coffee and you would just say things that just like woke me up. I would laugh so hard because it was just out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am like a to travel with. I am the worst. If I come to your house, if you invite me over to your house, if I'm ever in your town and you're like, come stay with me, I'm going to ask you. If you have a coffee grinder, if you have a drip coffee maker, <laughs> and if you don't have <laughs> what kind of coffee you have, I buy this home six, uh, what is it called? Six Depot coffee. I think it's from Maine. I buy a five pound bag every month. And I love my coffee and I have it with my steamed almond milk every morning and it's still an important part of my day. And I think I made a joke earlier. I, I just don't start my day with like hot water and lemon or whatever, like yeah, I got to have my high octane fuel. <laughs> and, I uh, do too. <laughs> well, if yeah. it makes you feel any better with you and Peloton did part ways, that was our highest downloaded episode for a very long time. <laughs> it was. There, I mean, oh, for really? a year and yeah. a half, maybe it was It we, like we compared everything to will we ever beat the Stephen Little episode. It's what, true. Wait, that what is was true. the title of that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, go ahead. Stephen, so, what was the title of that? It was funny, actually. So, well, thank you. I write the titles, and <laughs> and I've always been kind of bummed out by that title because I don't know that I'll ever top it. And it was <laughs> Stephen Little, Chuck's Peloton, and the f*** it bucket. In the, in the f*** it bucket. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was classic. That was, that was 
I mean, that had kind of like, I didn't want people to take that the wrong way, but I just thought it was funny because you took a quote that I used. Totally. Yeah. 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 And, and no, I didn't mind. It was, it was good. It was funny. Well, I'm glad that that you took it in the spirit it was intended because yes. I was, yeah, you know. I did, I did, and, I and why we I, I remember having the conversation with Crystal about it because we were like, "Ooh, is this too much?" And I was just like, "But like, that's how he is." Yeah, because that's, like, that's what you would say all yeah. the time. I'm like, "That's I'm like, and it's his saying, and like that seems like who he is, and it, you know, and it should also show you how much Crystal took your rides because I don't." Yeah, he doesn't write at all. So for him to know what you say on the ride. (laughs) I like to know what I say when I ride. I don't like you guys. People reach out to me like you said this. And I'm like, I have no clue what I say when I'm up there. This comes out. When I I think of rides with you, I think of a Hello Kitty mug and chuck it in the (laughs) bucket and crickets. (laughs) Crickets. Oh, my God. I think Tina Marshall reached out to me about. Investing in a grasshopper farm or something like that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, but now it's not cricket protein. It is veggie based protein. So I've grown past the cricket farm uh, <laughs> the bug, in a bug's life. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the only crickets around here are when I tell a joke that doesn't land. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, that's, that happens to me daily. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um so backing up even before peloton you talk in in your bio about struggling with your weight as a child that seems like a road because you don't look like you would have struggled with your weight <laughs> yeah i'll have to send you some pictures maybe sometime, i believe but, you uh, like i wasn't uh, <laughs> yeah i grew up in the south and i have family in mississippi and alabama one of my grandfathers had a i think everyone knows some people know this i one grandparent had a shrimp boat. The other one had a uh, catfish farm. And it was a lot of fried food, fried okra and uh, ice cream on homemade apple pie. And, you know, I basically came home one summer after spending a couple months with my grandparents and my mom freaked out and saw how much weight I gained. And it was just a downward spiral. But I ate my depression. And I don't even know if I've talked much about my private life. I don't know how much time you have. But I grew up in a very divorced family and I had a, a stepfather who's a dentist and it was, you know, it wasn't the best scene. And, and I was a very, I was an ugly duckling who got picked on and I was very heavy and I was very insecure and I went through a really rough time, but I was always in like the John Wayne movies and, you know, I was sitting in front of a TV and get fatty and ice cream, but I was watching John Wayne. I was watching military stuff. I was really into it and I wanted to join the military and I wanted to be a pilot and join the Navy at first, but I couldn't do that because of my eyesight. And I remember walking out of the recruiting station and the Marine guy just chased me down and pretty much started talking to me. And, <laughs> and the fact was, is that there, I had to lose weight. And in order to even, I couldn't even do three pull-ups. I couldn't do sit-ups. I mean, I couldn't do one freaking pull-up. And I had to fight just to get into the Marines. And I would run. I would eat, let's say I was eating white rice, tuna, peas and carrots, just stuff. I I can't, I mean, I can't touch too much now, but um, yeah. And I ran three miles like almost every day and I lost the weight to where I could get in and train to do those three pull-ups. And so I think that's where the fight kind of started. It, It wasn't just physical, it was mental. And it was, I grew up in a pretty, it was pretty tough growing up. I mean, Peloton isn't my greatest moment in my life. The Marines was. And I love Peloton. I always will. And I will treasure everyone who's ever been a part of my life. And that includes you guys. 
everyone out there. But the Marine Corps was the best thing that ever happened. And that's really where the fight kind of kicked in. And that's where I grew so much. And I was with people from all over the world, white, black, brown, all different types of people, walks of life, rich, wealthy, poor, and just coming together and in a way that you just relied on each other and that team, that team camaraderie. And you can relate that to the crew, the Peloton crew. You can relate that to a, a lot of different things, but that's, it's, you know, coming together for a common cause, no matter your walk of life. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's drama in the world. I get that. But then a day you're kind of fighting for a common cause. And so, you know, I kind of took that into fitness and, you know, I did real estate for 10 years in New York and I just started, I was like, I took a spin class and I was like, I think I could teach. It's not that I didn't think I couldn't spin. It's not that I didn't think I couldn't like, I just thought I could get up there and motivate people. And I never thought about people could look at me and be motivated. I thought they could hear me and be motivated. So I learned how to teach and I was going to soul cycle actually. There was two locations, the Hamptons and the 72nd Street. And, you know, I took all the instructors who were, were big at, you know, at the time. And they kind of said, you know, you should think about teaching. So I'd be one of those front row junkies and stuff. And <laughs> I went and learned how to teach. And they were like, you need to go learn how to teach somewhere and get a job and then come here. And I'm <laughs> so that's <laughs> so that never happened. And there you go. I worked for Marriott Ride to Zund and Flywheel and then Peloton. So when did you make the switch in your personal life from just, I need to lose weight to get in the Marines to actually being like fitness focused with more of like a... That a, became your lifestyle. And more of a strategy involved to it. So you're asking when, as far as having a healthy lifestyle kind of began for me in the fitness world? Like it sounds like when you first started to lose weight, it was more goal oriented in terms of like, I just need to lose X amount of pounds so I can get in the Marines. But at some point, it sounds like that transitioned to more of an, an honest to goodness strategy about overall fitness. And like, I was just curious about when that transition took place for you. Is that something the Marines kind of the way they're structured, it's kind of just assigned to, to you? Or did you have to make a conscious choice to start saying, I'm going to strategize what I eat, how I work out, that sort of stuff? Well, everything's structured in the Marines. I think I had to fight before I even got in the Marines to lose the weight. And they just provided more structure, not just on a physical, but a mental level. And that's something I definitely carried forward. And I didn't give a shit what I put in my body in the Marines. Um, <laughs> I mean, we were eating cheeseburgers and I was eating a lot of stuff. And I actually didn't go to the gym too much until probably about a couple of years and I wanted to improve and do some things that I, some training that I wanted to do and be a part of with uh, in the Marines. And I had to, you know, just put on some weight. And so I became more consciously aware of weightlifting. I would say that the Marines definitely gave me the will to structure and to accomplish the goals as far as how I incorporate my healthy approach and my healthy lifestyle as far as food and everything. I kind of that kind of took place with the whole fitness movement and, and kind of like in the city. So it wasn't what I mean, what it is now. There wasn't a gym on every corner in the city. There wasn't a lot of studios. There was SoulCycle and that was it. Maybe another boutique like Ride the Zone. That was, that was it. And it huh. just, you know, I saw, I was in New York for 20 years and I saw how fitness just grew and people started coming up to me when I was at Flywheel actually. And people would come up to me and say, oh, you know, you're a good, you're a good instructor. You're not bad. And <laughs> I remember <laughs> I had some people come up to me. And in fact, one of them, Ivanka Trump, took my class. 
Um, <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> no, the politics aside. And she came up to me and she's like, I just took your class. Do you personal train or anything like that? And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like I mean, if you hate me for saying it, oh, well, but I'm kind of glad I didn't take the job. But still, <laughs> I, you I, could be I Jared Kushner that right I now. I needed to. I saw an opportunity to channel what I was bringing to the class. And that was the structure and, and just basically the motivation of the Marines and what I took from the Marines. And, you know, I had four drill instructors, I had three regular drill instructors and one in training, and they would just be in my face. <laughs> and believe it or not, before I got to Peloton, I was a big I was a just a hard ass, just I mean, if someone left the room early, I'd be like, are you tired? Are you done? And then like, I just didn't put up with I was like, if you don't have time to make time for a full class, don't come to class because you're opening door, you're disrupting people in their zone. And at the end of the day, it's me saying that that probably disrupted the class. <laughs> you learn things along the way, you know, it's and I had some good teachers, but I was a really hardcore prick. And I think that working with clients and starting to train clients and starting to identify more and talk to people. And I think my personality started coming out more and I had a lot more things to talk to them about and talk, learning a lot about fitness and, and training and, and stuff like that. So it was, I would definitely evolved. <laughs> I remember another saying that you used to say all the time. You just made me think of it. You would say, don't quit. I hate that. Sh <laughs> <laughs> don't quit. Don't quit. And that's something I mean, we all are going to be in a space where we're going to have to say that to ourselves. I don't care who you are. I am climbing up a hill after a car accident as if it's like trying to lose weight or trying to get through boot camp or it's a battle and it's going to come back around and it's what we do. So yeah. we kind of do what we can to get through it and try to create too many excuses. And, you know, you're all going to get knocked down and you just got to find a way to get up and you just got and you maybe got to lean on a friend to do that. If you don't have a friend, call me up. I'll give you a hard time. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be around a lot more. I just, you know, it's. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that you just mentioned the car accident, but I don't know if everybody like from the Peloton world is aware that you had the car accident. Do you want to share anything oh, yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> so basically... As soon as I was able to, with a divorce, and you know, we just kind of started filling up the documents and everything. Did I was like, I get the fuck out of here. So I'm, I moved down here in September, and I get a brand new car. I was very excited to have, and I'm at a stop. I stopped on a street, two cars in front of me, and somebody was pulling to a shopping area. I was at a stop, and someone ran in behind me at 45 miles an hour in a construction oh. truck. So I have a Land Rover. So I was lucky because those things are built like tanks, but it didn't like destroy my car, but it totally destroyed the impact. Definitely whiplash my neck and my back. And I had a couple of herniated discs in my back and my neck. And it was just a slow, luckily to have to have any kind of major surgery. It had Appalachian where they basically killed the nerve ending for the pain receptors and stuff like that. But it was a lot of chiropractor, physical therapy, cortisone shots. And uh, <laughs> the last thing I ever want is put shit in my body. Because it's a short-term fix, so yeah. yeah, I didn't want to get any kind of 
nothing more than I needed to. And so I went through three days of treatment a week and I was stressed out with my divorce and the change and everything and having been in real estate and starting in real estate again. And I just kind of, I got down for a little bit. I was kind of like found myself in a place of confinement as far as not being able to move the way that I'm used to, not being able to run, not being able to, and I tried. I'm like, ah, this sucks. I'm like, I can't even run a mile. And if I could run, it wasn't, I couldn't do it for very long. Something would start hurting and couldn't lift weights, couldn't do anything. And it was a tough time, especially for someone who's coming out of fitness and still wanting to be fit. And then we got into quarantine. And, you know, when I moved down here, everyone's on a party boat here. Everyone's like <laughs> drinking and having fun. It's like, you want to have a business meeting? Let's meet at Tiki Bar at two o'clock <laughs> um, with all the snowbirds and and I don't have a drinking problem, but I, I don't know how people took that. But I was like, oh, I'm starting to drink more than usual. And I was and so I gained weight. I think I, I, I kind of said it as trying to relate it to like gaining weight and stuff. And I found myself in a familiar spot that we've all come from and I can identify with in a place I haven't been for actually for me at this age before. And I've helped a lot of people get through it. And so I had to really just apply what I would say. <laughs> it's, it's always easier to say it than yeah. to oh, do it. That's so it's, true. It's hard to take your own advice. <laughs> it, it, it is. So I quit drinking. It'll be three months this September. And you have to understand, I could drink tequila. And you guys know me from Peloton days. And you guys are all, a lot of them are drinkers. They come in, they ride for different reasons. Not everyone's riding to get fit like an instructor. Some people are riding just to be in the space of their fitness and, you know, to, to what, who they want to be and how they want to look at themselves and how they want to feel. And they want to live in that mold and they want to be able to like, you know, at the same time have fun and drink. And I was in the same place. I was an instructor and I was able to stay in, you know, I'd, but I taught so many classes and I worked out. And so to get to a place where you couldn't have one drink because it changed your body dramatically. I found myself in that place and it, uh, my metabolism went down. And so, like I said, I quit drinking. I changed my diet. I stuck with it for about four months because, you know, I'm a believer that special diets aren't sustainable. Keto diet, all that stuff, it's short lived. I mean, you can only live on those diets for so long. Some people can do it longer than others. But uh, for me personally, I'm, you know, I went vegetarian for a while and then I was like, oh, I miss fish. <laughs> the the cricket. The crickets came calling. <laughs> so um, I stayed eating healthy and I got the clearance basically to start training. About a, well, it was more than a couple months ago. The COVID thing happened right when I was starting to go to cycle bar and spin. And that was short lived for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> it felt uh. good to be on the bike. I'm not going to lie. But uh, just to get to sweat, to sweat yeah. again. Yeah. And uh, then everything shut down. So I got into the gym about a month ago. So I'm on my fourth week. And I'll be posting a video tomorrow on Instagram um, <laughs> about, you know, it's kind of talking a little bit about what I'm talking about right now. And the next week I'll do like a before and after. But everybody goes through the same thing. It's like instructors are not superheroes. And there's a lot more behind it than what you see. We sell fitness. You know, it's not just our personality. It's not just who we are as individuals up there and how you connect with us. And there's a lot of work behind that. I think that, you know, you talk to anyone, everyone's got a story that they kind of use and, and there's a reason why they got into fitness. But there's the physical work and there's, I think it's important that people know that if you are that person that looks at an instructor and you're inspired by them, not just by what they say, but what you see, there's more than spinning. 
there's a lot more. Cardio is a small aspect of it. And you got to kind of build to that. And it's hard. And I'm having to build to that level again. I'm having to look like an instructor again. And so I'm starting from scratch just like everyone else. And, and I and, gotta tell you, it is hard as, shit, but it's possible. So and, do you follow? Like, do you just kind of make up a program? I always wonder that about instructors. Like, do you just kind of like follow whatever you feel like you should do? Do you follow other people's programs? How does that work? So I put together my own program. So basically, I'm I'm in a weight. I'm trying to gain muscle mass. So muscle burns fat not just cardio. I mean, there's a lot of aspects to how you burn fat and I'm not going to go into all of them, but as we all know, muscle burns fat. So if I don't have muscle, it's gonna, this is one of the reasons you're, when you drink, you break down your muscle tissue and it's very hard to build that up. If you don't train a certain way, you have to go and you have to lift heavy. You have to take long breaks. You have to like, you know, you have to spend some time in the gym and then your body usually climatizes to a workout within three to four weeks and you have to switch it up and go more towards the strength training aspect. There's, you have to switch up the equipment that you use. You should never continue down the same path repetitively. I'm not talking about cardio. I'm not talking about biking. I'm not talking about running. It's all about how your body responds to TRX, how it responds to dumbbells, how it responds to barbells, how it responds to kettlebells, how does it respond to everything that is not your spin bike or your treadmill. And those things, they need to, you need to switch those things up. You have to change the environment. You want to keep your body guessing and getting stronger or maintaining a strength. So it's a lot of self-awareness. So I don't stick with a program for more than three to four weeks and I'll switch it up. I'm not working with kettlebells right now. I will move over to kettlebells. I was doing bodyweight training and TRX a little bit outside, but that is not going to give me the gains that I want. That is not going to get me into the shape that I'm, I know I'm capable of getting in. So right now it's low reps, high volume, lots of rest in between, and then I'll switch that up and I'll probably start cardio hopefully in about a couple weeks. Hmm. Any kind of cardio in particular? Nope. <laughs> I, I, I don't see myself i don't know if this is you at a roundabout way to ask if i'm going to be teaching on a bike or anything like that or no i'm not going to be teaching on a bike anytime soon i miss it you know you after peloton you're kind of like <laughs> it's like how yeah i have some ideas of how you could set it up so you could do it and i know there are some instructors like for flywheel who do zoom and they play there. They have a, it's a low production level and everything. And I think if I, if I'm going to do video with biking, I want to do it right. And I honestly just haven't come across a company or the means in which, you know, and the license, I have to worry about the licensing rights for music and everything. And Lord knows I don't, I can't afford a $300 million lawsuit right now. Um, <laughs> like so 290 is your max. It, it, you know, it's something I'm not going to say I won't do again, but right now it's not on my radar. When I do start cardio, I will be running probably very short distance. I have a calf injury right now. Um, Mr. Well, Matt Wilpers, I talked to Matt Wilpers, what, two weeks ago? Kind of guided me through that. He gave me some good, he's a great running coach. Tom, he he's a great a running fantastic. Coach. He's a great instructor in general. Don't get me wrong. But he's a great running coach and he gave me some great advice and he's a good guy. And so hopefully I'll be running in a couple weeks. So well, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm sure you're eager to get back to that. I know that as much as I enjoy just how I feel after any kind of exercise, there's something about cardio that's just much better. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you release the endorphins, you feel really good, and we'll see what happens with the spinning. I may go to Cycle Bar at some point, but I think right now I'll just run, and I'm going to be traveling. I'm starting to travel more, so and I do it in my car. I don't fly, by the way. So like, I'm going to be traveling. Like, I got you, some traveling plans coming up, and one of the things, as far as I, what I will tell you for what the future holds is I am looking to way. Everyone's doing online training. Everyone's doing it. And I need to find a way to do it differently. And I have some ideas and which will involve me traveling around. And it can involve me like coming into people's towns and, and engaging. I miss engaging with people in real time and having a program that people can do online as well. But I think it's something that's going to involve me doing some traveling and maybe interacting with people in real time as well. So yeah, I'm hitting the road right now with my dogs. I'm traveling around a little bit and seeing some friends and enjoying some time as I transition to a new chapter as I leave real estate and as I get back into fitness. I'm kind of working on that transition right now. Wow. Interesting. Very curious. You're good at leaving us hanging with uh, these questions. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think right now I just need, I need to focus on getting myself back to where I know I can be and okay. feeling really good. And that's going to take me like two to three months. Okay. It's going to it's gonna take me like two to three months and uh, I'll get there. Awesome. Well, so. do you have any advice for people who are just starting out in fitness? Oh, my God. That's such a little question. <laughs> okay, your top three <laughs> tips. It's, your top three like tips. Like someone's saying, how much recovery time do I need in between sets? I'm like, I don't know. How much do you need? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, how much? Like, it's where to start. If they're going to start in the Peloton bike. I think Christine was one of my favorite people who always talked. She has such a good voice and she was the best at beginner classes. She just like, I would watch her classes. And so if you're on the Peloton, you're looking to start. Christine has a great beginner series. She's very well spoken. If you're looking to do, I think just starting with the body weight exercises and kind of, it depends on what you want to do. I okay. mean, I need, that's a loaded question. Okay. It's okay. So Let me say, if a person is, they just are not, fit, they're not active, what should they do to get started with being active? They don't know where to start. Like They just need direction. It's such a cliche. Everyone says, just move. But that's the truth. I mean, it's not knowing what their background is, their health, their conditions and everything like that. Even like walking outside, do a walk, run, walk a quarter mile, run a quarter mile, walk a quarter mile, run a quarter mile, do it for a few miles and just set obtainable goals and build off that. It's all about setting obtainable goals. And it includes if you're injured. If it includes if you're not injured, it's start. If you can't do a push up, start with planks or do push ups against the wall or just hold a plank on your knees and eventually come to your feet and get your knees off the ground. It's all about setting obtainable goals and moving and getting out of the house, getting off the couch and interacting. If it's getting in front of a TV with a 10 minute stretched followed by a 15 minute core series or something on the Peloton app or a different app or whatever. You just got to get moving. You have to start somewhere. And it, if, if you don't set tangible goals, that's where people just kind of, they get frustrated. They fizzle out. They get hard themselves and it's easier to give up and they just quit. So just start small, start small and just set realistic goals. And you set the realistic goals. Don't reach out to like, you know, if someone says, you know, hold a plank for 60 seconds. You're like, but I can't. Okay, just do what you can. Come down to your knees when you need to. Just do what you can. And just like remember what you did. And then build off that. If it's only for 10 seconds of that minute, come back another day. And see if you can do 15 seconds or 20 seconds. And I think that that's the stuff that I really like to talk about is 
everyone has to be mindful. You have to be mindful of your capabilities to not hurt yourself. And a lot of people are, it's easy to come up with excuses. It's easy to say, I have an injury. It's easy. Like, I just think that there's ways there's people you can talk to. If you have such an injury and you need to talk to a doctor and you need to talk to a physical therapist, then go down that route. If you're just have a minor condition or anything, then work around that. And I think you just, like I said, you have to start small, think a lot. You have to be so mindful. If you're going into a gym and you're working your bicep, and you're curling that little two pound or five pound, or in my case, that 60 pound dump, just joking. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I'm curling, but my elbow hurts. You know why your elbow hurts is because you're using things you shouldn't because you lifted too much weight. And at the same time, you're not being mindful and you're not keeping down your bicep. When you retract, you got to think bicep, bicep, retract, retract, bicep. You have to think about what you're trying to engage and that way you can engage it. And then you don't want to have so much resistance that you can't curl it. So always start small. Start small and build on that. When I went to lift heavy weights, I was like, I had, I was mindful. I'm like, I need to know that I can build up in a safe way. And that the last few reps of these eight reps I have to do is a struggle a little bit. I can get it up, but I struggle to get it up. And my first instinct is you look around the gym, you see all these people lifting these, these big weights. You're like, oh, I got to show face. I got to do this. I got to grab that big ass weight. No. Kind of just like do a couple practice rounds, see if it's like kind of find your happy medium place and slowly build. And maybe you have to do it for an extra week to kind of find that safe place to enter. So it's all about being mindful, respect yourself and start small and build on it. You got time. You're not going to get there tomorrow. It's going to be it's going to take some time. It's like losing weight. I always tell myself when I'm struggling with that. It's like, well, I didn't get fat in a week. I'm not going to get unfat in a week. Right. You know, it's one of those things where you just, life gets away from you. It could be a stressful time and it happens to us all. I mean, it happened to me. I got smacked down and I just, you know, I got back up. I wasn't in the pits of hell, but you fall down and get back up. You got to be mindful of what you're putting in your body. You're not going to get there any faster if you're drinking alcohol. You're not going to get there any faster if you're eating sugar. You're not going to get there any faster if you're eating something your body shouldn't be putting, you shouldn't be putting into your body. A lot of people don't know if they have allergies or not. Get an allergy test or you really need to learn your body and take the time to learn it and approach it from all angles. And, you know, you have to make sure you're not overeating. You have to make sure you're like, you know, it's so easy to eat when you're inside and you're drinking, you're eating, and you're just bored. You just want to look a fork, a spaghetti to your mouth because you got nothing better to do right now in quarantine. So you're just eating. And it's like, stop, you're full. And you know you're full, but you're like, yeah, I'm full, but I can still shovel a couple more milk. <laughs> it's like, and then it's, and then you stop and you don't have to go. You don't have to, don't be active by walking to the fridge and grabbing something later either. You're full. You're fine. It's Those okay. Those steps don't count. <laughs> it's like, so I, I think it's everything in moderation, food, fitness, everything. That's my advice. And just being self-aware and be easy on yourself. <laughs> Everything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Start your day. Be thankful. Put yourself in the right mindset and just love yourself and just put some work into yourself. It's so mental. And I know it's so easy to be up there and coach and having not been in that position in a while. But it's like, it's so mental. It's so mental. Awesome. awesome. Well, before we let you go, where can people find you on the internets? <laughs> they can find me at Stephen T. Little at Instagram and same Stephen T. Little on YouTube. 
So I just started using YouTube a week ago, I think, <laughs> and kind of uploading some stuff. So I'll be using those too. I prefer don't find I'm never on Facebook unless I'm, <laughs> unless I'm gonna fuck with people. You know what? I, I, say, every, I, I know people get something out of Facebook and people are like you know, <laughs> just posting some weird funny shit. Someone posted today something like, what would you tell a teenager that you learned from or something that you did in the 80s that you can't do today or something like that? Or what advice would you give them? Or what was it that was really cool? And I was like, you know what was really cool in the 80s? Facebook wasn't around <laughs> in real life. You know, <laughs> people wouldn't share every thought, every minute that came into their head, every minute they on Facebook. It was like it was just a different time. I was being sarcastic, but yeah. But Get only kind of. Don't spend too much time on there. Go live life. <laughs> you know, you talk to me on, on Instagram. Bunch of pictures. People don't comment as much. It's kind of like it's like crew sailing there. <laughs> Facebook's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> it's gonna make you feel insecure. It's gonna make you feel bad. People are gonna pick on you. People are gonna be like, "It's just oh god." <laughs> so. I think that you really what you should do is just start your own YouTube channel just doing what you're doing right now. Just just like all the random I've stuff that it. comes in me, your head. Just, it's ironic. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to build a business on social media, but I'm f***ing with Facebook right now and telling people <laughs> not to follow me on Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe that's something that I, I want to incorporate to what I'm doing next is uh is just have fun. And the cool thing about not working for a big company, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Pretty much. <laughs> and I can just say whatever I want. I don't have it, I don't have to worry about, you know, you answer to yourself. But I can have a lot of ideas and talk about a lot of different things and hopefully not offend people on the way. Awesome. Well, That's I good, think it sounds very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I can't wait to see what you have coming up. Uh, absolutely. Thanks, and, guys. I, I really appreciate it. And I just want to say, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. And I appreciate all the love. And one last thing that I will say is that I will not, I mean, everyone asks me this. So I'll just say it because it's asked me all the time. I will not be going back to Peloton. Life goes on. Peloton was a ripple of many ripples of like, if, and it sounds like so I don't want to say like <laughs> Cobra Kai, we were, we were like, you know, some weird aura stuff, but you know, you throw a stone, there's a lot of ripples in life and Peloton was one of them. And there's a lot, I've done a lot of cool things besides Peloton and Peloton's not the all and be all. They're a great company. I wasn't the best. I think they're a great company and they're going to do well, but there's a lot more experiences that I'm going to have that I'm going to love doing that doesn't involve, uh, that will not be Peloton. And I'm sorry that, and some people are not going to like hearing that, but life's got to move forward for me. You can't look in the rearview mirror and, and you just got to move forward. I think I, it's smart to just kind of own that and, and know that about yourself. I'm not one to go backwards either. And moving forward is a lot healthier than going backwards. So I think yeah. that's great that you know that. And there's always people that you're going to make sad and upset with things like that. But I also think that it's great you're able to share your life however you choose to, whether it be on social media or on YouTube. And it, people are excited because they knew you through Peloton and they just want to keep in touch with you in some way. So I think that being able to keep that link is what means so much to people. And I will, I will continue to do so. And I, and I look forward to and hopefully, uh, connecting with more people in, in a lot of different ways and definitely that way. And 
yeah, I just want to say I miss everyone and I, I hope they follow me. And, and I don't, I don't just say that. And, and I really do miss everybody and, and having an impact on people's lives. And that's, and I'm going to continue to do so. So just look out. Things are coming. Well, you are missed too. And I just want to put out there that it's been, what, three years now? And I still remember so much of your classes. So you're still having that impact on people. People still take your classes to this day and you're still teaching. So just know that. I'm happy to hear that. I'm having messages from people who are new to Peloton and they're like, oh, I just discovered your classes. And that's really cool. That's really cool that they go back to 2016 (laughs) <laughs> 17 to stir up a class of mine but yeah it's really cool <laughs> well i really appreciate that you took the time to do this today thank you so much for sitting down with us and chatting uh, can you tell that i want in a way i wanted to do it because you like asked me one question i'd answer like probably f- five of your other questions I was, like, <laughs> so I was like this guy he's been he's had it under lock and key and now it's like a waterfall and it's all coming out so yeah <laughs> Well, we'll we're ch- glad we'll you chose. Again, I hope. We're we're glad you chose to do it here. Yes, definitely. Well, you guys, thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Yes, and like I said, whenever you get everything all where it's going to be with your new whatever it is, if you would like to come back on and talk about it when it's appropriate to do so. Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anytime. Awesome. Cool. Thank all you right. very much. Yes, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you do the same. Stay in touch. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 Well, I guess that brings another one to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? We are going to talk to Ty Adronis. He is the uh, founder and creator of Tour de Peloton. So we are going to get to hear all about that. Awesome. Well, until then, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Clipout Crystal. And of course, I'm on the bike or the tread at Clipout Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, wherever you're getting your podcasts from, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep bubbling and running. 